Welcome to the acclaimed podcast, The Deep Dive, featuring your esteemed hosts, Andy Monitor and Drew Dinzik, powered by Spurts. Welcome to The Deep Dive. It is week eight of the NFL season, and uh, I'm going to need a little no, help. No, no time for that. No time for that horse shit, Drew. Don't, I don't want to hear about your day, your week. Anything. There's there's 16 games. We got games to handicap. Real quick, though. Yeah. Is this a thing? I don't remember this being a thing where there was a week with no buys in the middle of the buy part. Is this a thing that happened before and I just can't remember it? This is AI. The AI doesn't know how to schedule. It feels you know? weird. Like that we, AI, well, this once, is once buys call. start, it feels like buys are always a thing. Now there's just no buys. There's so <laughs> many games. <laughs> There were like two buys this week, right? Isn't there? No, there's nobody on buy right now. Every single team will be in action. This doesn't, it doesn't seem like a thing. Yeah. Thanks a lot. GTP. Yeah. Thank you. Thank you very much. Um, All right. Well, let's start ripping through these then. Uh, We don't need any preamble. Uh, Everything I want to talk about is related to these games and these teams. And we'll just bring it up when we get there, I guess. Right. Uh, Let's start with Thursday night football where haven't had a bet on Thursday night football in a long time. Uh, and I have one this week, and it's not that complicated. Why is the Bills game under 43, Andy? <sighs> uh, there's been a little ineptness with the Buccaneers offense, but I mean, we do have to give we have to give Atlanta credit. They played they played tough at times, I, I guess. A little, yeah, I was a little concerned. Maybe the short week. I've, I've tried to convince myself on this a couple times as well um but you know the short week i guess if you want me to do devil's advocate baker not looking so hot the last few weeks but this bill's defense is a massive downgrade compared to yeah. where we were a couple like any any metric you want to look at if you just start isolating it or looking at it as a kind of an over overtime where they you know lose milano they lose the pieces in secondary um, basically, if, if you can make Mac Jones look good, you're not a good defense anymore. There's some issues. Yeah. And all the credit in the world to you know the coaching staff up there. I liked what they did, letting the head coach take over some of the defensive play calling. I thought that was going to be a plus. You're not going to overcome losing those. There's like losing Matt Milano for that. You know what the year now, right? It's no full on. Yeah, yeah. he's full Trey on White. done for the Daquan Jones. Trey, 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 yeah, Trey, 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 Travis White. He's not walking through that door. No, losing losing your best piece in the secondary and the best piece in uh, your linebacking core is an issue. And the you know the pass rush just hasn't been there either. That was eight different people pointed that out uh, over this week when I saw this. When you when you go look at that final drive, and I did rewatch part of this game. This is like, oh my God, how are they? Oh no, they're going to lose this game. No, they're, they're getting no pass rush on that last drive. Yeah. Mac Jones just operating cleanly, and again, you have other issues. So, hmm. yeah, I, I think I think the sweaty part is going to be the Buccaneers getting their points. Yeah, you know who? But, um, you know who has a better better pass pro grades for me than the Patriots by a lot? The Buccaneers. Um, their tackles are playing great. <laughs> like, I, I, I doubted yeah. these guys. I doubted the interior. They've schemed some stuff up in terms of pass pro. They are playing great. Uh, yeah, Filer yeah. is going to miss, but you still have your yeah. tackles. And overall, like you said, overall, it's been a good, a well-graded unit. I think yeah. they're going to hold up just fine. Baker's going to have time. How many points do you legitimately think you need out of Baker Mayfield here? Ten. 
33 to 10. I like that final. Yeah. I think that's the key though, which is that I actually think the bills could probably make this number themselves. Um, they go, they have, they are forced now to tack back into their old identity of, of lots of 11 personnel. They, um, are rostered well to, to absolutely make the Buccaneers pay with wide receiver one against single coverage with a heavy blitzing unit that Todd Bowles brings to the table. Um, the Buccaneers outside of Vita Vea and Antoine Winfield Jr., everybody else is playing below expectation so far this season. And I think Buccaneers defense can be had by this Bills team. And, you know, it's at home. It's good conditions. 10-mile-an-hour winds, 60 degrees, beautiful night in Orchard Park. I think this is uh, this is one of those games where the Bills – kind of lean into their identity of we need to be aggressive, we need to have some explosive offense, and when we score, we're just going to keep our thumb on the trigger. And I think the Bills ultimately get into the 30s here. I think the Bucks can answer. Uh, if the Bucks, And by the way, the Bucks are a one-dimensional team. Let's not mince words here. They do have clear offensive problems. Their running attack is so laughably poor but they know that Baker Mayfield's in his commentary, people asking him questions is like acknowledging, yes, we are, we, we should, we are not a running team. Like we should tack away from that. And I think whether they come in with a plan that's more pass heavy or whether they find themselves in a negative game state that makes them pass heavy, either way, I think this is not going to be a game that's going to be shortened by, um, you know, excessive, you know, 15 play drives that end in a field goal with, you know, lots of methodical running the ball down the field. Like Baker's going to take some shots in this one. He's a gunslinger. Um, he's done well on when he's been under pressure this year, weirdly, which I can't explain. Um, and oh, by the way, both of these quarterbacks are capable of what backbreaking turnovers that give you advantage field position. So yeah, short fields are in order. This is an over for me. Uh, I don't really have much else to say. Yeah, Vita Vea, game time decision. He goes out. That's going to kind of loosen up a little th- a few things up front, especially at the run game. Um, maybe almost a negative for the over if the if Tampa can't contribute. Like, you don't want the Bills running well in the second half. You want them you know, going with some of the explosive stuff. It'll be interesting to see what they do now down so many tight ends. Um, I know a bunch of people, you know, pounded to, the obvious bet to Kincaid overs, but yeah. truthfully, like, Sometimes the obvious bet is the easy one if you're just early. Like that number was still pretty low. I think it was in the mid to upper 30s for his yardage total. He's going to be a part of that. So yeah. but Michael in the chat points that out as well. So, um, uh, yeah, it's probably going to be, uh, it's a home, you know, it's a home game. Yeah. Bills, um, by less, the way, uh, the joke about... about the favorite thing with the teasers, I probably will have this in some teasers, guys. Yeah, that's solid too. I, I think Bills eight and a half is a decent look, not a great look. Um, I think uh, my fair makes this nine, so smallish, but you know, at nine, you might as well, you know, you're, you're expecting it to win by 10 if you're going to cover eight and a half or nine. So, um, <clears throat> the... I'm a little higher than that. My total is okay. around 44. So okay. I agree with you on most of it. Uh, real quick, uh, real quick commentary. Candidates uh, for team total over. Oh, yeah. Let's definitely bring that back up, the, up later on. Pocket. Put it in the pocket. Um, the, uh, the joke about Dalton Kincaid and the 22 personnel over the summer was what? That it was really like 11 and a half. It was going right? to be yeah, 11 and a half. So this is now 10 and a half, right? 
yeah. <laughs> we're taking Dawson Knox off the field. So it's like three wide receivers and another quasi wide receiver, right? The wide position is going to be running a lot of routes here. I And I think that just the fact that that's what this calls for means the Bills are not going to run very much. Um, so, and, you know, it's, you know, it's uh the only thing that unwinds this total and the very only reason this isn't like a bigger higher confidence play wait for the window and just jam over here is uh you know still a little nervous about some of the throws from josh allen last week he obviously put that game in good really positive game state for the patriots with that first pick um and he had a couple of uh he had a couple of balls that were not really not really catchable uh we're a little 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 off on the accuracy last week but i think he'll be fine this week you you think alan's fine i know there were some injury concerns going into last week and there was a little bit of accuracy i wondered if that was a thing he did full participant all week uh I hope he's fine. I think he's fine. I don't know how much that affected it. I really want to, I do want to place a lot more blame on, you know, the, the bills defense. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. Um, I mean, that's what I did my downgrading on. Also, also in the rewatch of that game against Patriots bills had a couple of really unfortunate penalties. They scored a touchdown in like what was sort of the comeback time early in that game to make it, uh, you know, one score that comes off the board with a weak, weak sauce holding call um they had a couple of drives kind of you know flame out in the uh in the red zone um there is one problem with the bills offense and i don't know if you've seen this floating around there but uh when it's like second and four to second and two it is extremely telegraphed james cook run is coming um like every single opportunity that was what they ran last week yeah which I don't love. So hopefully there's I don't I, I wonder too if it was like the you know the the joke we make with the Andy Reid led Chiefs where they they clearly have the bad playbook some weeks. So it didn't Could feel be. like it, it felt like there was a lot of plays like, oh, that's a garbage gross like high school play where <laughs> I can it's very apparent that's what's coming. There was no misdirection, there was no subterfuge, you just ran a play to ran a play. Yeah, yeah I'm with you there. Okay. I agree with you on most of this, though. And, we, yeah, we need Josh Allen to start scrambling. We need him making good decisions. And, obviously, they're in a, they're, this is a, a big spot. you got to win this to keep pace. You want to yeah. win this freaking division, guys. Bills are back against the wall. they got some tough games and some tough quarterbacks coming up. They cannot fiddle-fuck around. Um, let's move to Sunday. Talk about New Orleans at Indy. Wrong team favorite. This is off the board um, at some places. Really? Yeah, we took so we took some Saints on the Sunday night. That's I feel weird. like the I feel like the number was pretty close. Like it was still just kind of sitting in that. Yeah, why is it locked? Um, Hopefully, that's good news, Saints. <laughs> I'm, yeah, it's I'm not, not sure. Olave's been snap suspended for this game. Yeah, I, I, I really that, don't think that was. They wouldn't take internal uh, action and internally suspend him, would they? He wasn't. Oh, thank you. Better line has New Orleans pickums. Got a decent number. It's annoying that at that point in the week, you can't really bet money lines. But I think it was plus one and a half. I have to check the account. That's what it was Sunday. So moved a little in our favor. I said I like this under. Just black boxing it from my my uh, my model whatnot. But you had some really good points about New Orleans being a very game state dependent team and kind of soured me on looking at this total at all, which was good because I do believe the total has been steamed up a little. 
and why not? You sure. saw you saw you know Minshew look pretty decent against a, a tougher defense. They will be at home again. I wonder if there's some some coverage splits we could look at for Minshew because whenever you see a quarterback that looks crazy good one week and crazy bad the last week. Sometimes you got to look at the other matchups, you know, I, gotta, I, I, I need uh, I'm going to need you to point me to the crazy good type because the reason that the oh, I, yeah. crazy good week, relative yeah, relative. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Okay. The reason no, I mean, I'm not putting them up I, yeah. there with the MVPs, but my takeaway is from Minshew five turnovers or whatever. Yeah, that's true. He, he, his turnover worthy plays were a hair down last week, although he did put seven points on the board for yeah, that, the Browns and that ultimately mattered. Yeah. Um, it but was, uh, average instead of crazy, crazy. <laughs> yeah, okay. Uh, the major, um, uh, the major thing I noted from last week was the Colts, gained a pretty unbelievable amount of yak against the Browns, which was a surprise because the yak Kings and the Niners were able to do anything. And the tackling was so good the week prior. I don't know what in the world got into Brown's defense last week, but they were like just weirdly playing soft except for Garrett. And I think honestly, I think Gardner Minshew is bad. I don't think Gardner Minshew should be favored against the saints and a good defense and a well-coached defense. And it's just, this doesn't check out to me. Uh, Saints have exactly the right personnel to really stop the running game for the Colts. So this is on Gardner Minshew's arm and Marshawn Lattimore taking one to the house, but yeah, sign me up. Um, And just in general, like I don't love the saints by any stretch of the imagination. Like there's a lot of things that really, really frustrate me about this team when we can start and end with the offensive scheme. But the truth is whether they're in a positive game state and they want to do their dink and dunk garbage and slow the game down and try to win an ugly game or whether they're in a negative game state and they get aggressive and they start attacking down the field and car is, you know, dropping dimes to Rashid, you know, you know, Rashid and uh, Olave, like it, it, either way, I think the saints are either in control and win or can come back. They're going to be live until the final whistle in this game, in my opinion. And I don't have long-term buy signals on the saints for any reason, but 10 days to prep for a Colts team and Gardner Minshew being the quarterback doesn't, does not add up that the Colts should be favored in this game. So I played Saints. I think I got plus 105 on the money line. So I'm happy the market's coming with me on this. Yeah, uh, I, t- I took the yeah, I plus, plus one and a half that, that okay. bookmaker that night. Um, I probably won't be adding smaller amounts earlier in the week, uh, usually topping off. I, I, I have some Saints to win the division. I have some Falcons to miss the playoffs. I'm basically already leveraged on the the Saints to win this game outright a little bit through those futures anyway. So I'll probably leave this one alone. And as Drew said and alluded to again during this show, maybe a spot to kind of look at some live totals in this one, depending on the game state. Yeah. Especially at a love a noon I love a noon live bet. Saints are also quietly getting healthier. Um Demario Davis is the player to watch. He was a limited participant in practice. I'm hopeful that's like vet rest thing because he matters a shit ton. Uh, the only guys that DNP'd were James Hurst and Alvin Kamara. Alvin Kamara is an illness, so he'll probably be fine. And honestly, if Alvin Kamara is not getting 15 targets in this game, am I losing sleep? No. <laughs> like I think we can. I think we can throttle that down, guys. We can take a little bit of those plays, and we can. Yeah, I'd almost rather see them hand it off to Taysom Hill more and target Alvin Kamara five yards behind the line a little less. Is that crazy to ask? Yeah, they were great um, if you had his receptions over prop. Otherwise, as far as moving an offense, 
it wasn't all that good. It was a lot of just check down for the sake of checking down, take anything, not, hey, this is our aggressive offense moving forward. So, mm-hmm. Yeah. All right. Well, let's move on to Pittsburgh, uh, where we're going to get a rain game uh, by the looks of it. Almost certainly there will be weather in the forecast here. And uh, I was initially initially thinking this was going to get to three for the Jags, and I wanted to be on – you know, staked up to the Jags early here, but uh, I think there's a case to be made that the Jags are a stay away right now against the Steelers team for reasons that are really tough to put into words, but I'll try. There is a whiff here of the Jags defense being a little Jekyll and Heidi. Like in neutral game state, early game, like with the defense they're calling, that they're playing way above what we expected you agree with that like the early like early in games this defense is outperforming your expectations by margin is that fair yeah i mean the, the pass rush i did not expect to be looking like this obviously okay. they had some cover they had some coverage pieces that i like but yeah, they i mean in just in general i'm it's yeah. a lot higher than i had for you know like they're yeah. out on a whisker yeah er, early as- early in games i'm seeing good tackling I'm seeing good run stop, uh, maybe even great run stop. Um, you know, an affinity to take the ball away. Um, decent coverage, maybe go you know, good coverage in some in some against some some uh, pretty talented s- squads. Um, but then when the Jags have a lead of a touchdown or more, this unit just tur- just absolutely turtles. I don't understand how. The Bills were not put away more effectively in that game in London. I don't understand how Gardner Minshew and the Colts scored all of those garbage time points against the Jags uh, in in uh, Jacksonville. And I don't understand how the Saints were able to come back in that game against the Jags last Thursday. Like, it, the disparity in the quality of performance defensively first half, second half, was noticeably, like, tough to wrap my head around and if it were it not for that pick six that they got early in the second half Jags probably lose on Thursday and I feel like they're playing with a little bit of fire here not putting teams away more comfortably and it's a two-edged sword but it's mostly the defense I think they go way pre pre, just too preventy you're right too but it is the offense like you you turn into a prevent offense as well where it, it becomes it becomes a little less aggressive and I wish we had some example of a team that was actually you know, looking looking like they were completely stopping the Steelers and then let them get back into it you know, last week and the week before. Steelers had not Raven, done shit Ravens and Rams. Ravens and Rams got let yeah. it right on through in the last couple yeah. of weeks. Um, but the 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 offense actually is kind of weirdly complicit in a different way, in my opinion. Like rather than matriculate and eat clock and play keep away, like. They score a 45-yard touchdown to Kirk. Travis Etienne breaks a 40-yarder, right? And so they're like they're just giving their opponents chance after chance after chance with the ball. And yeah, if you're kind of keeping a margin of 14 points and letting them come back to seven, so be it. But the Saints had the ball with the chance to win that game Yeah, at the end. And the Buffalo Bills were pretty damn close. The... Uh, the um, uh, 
the Colts weren't going to come back, but you gave up so many garbage time points. I guess what I'm just getting at here is in a game state where the Steelers come out and do their normal, we suck on offense. Oh, no, and, we're not any good. <laughs> Don't the, pay any attention to us. And, and the Jaguars like have yeah. some competency early in this game, and they're moving the ball, and they're scoring some points. Like I think this opens up into a very, very wide open type of a game in the second half. And I think 41 and a half is probably a little bit too low. Um, the Jaguars have exactly the right makeup in terms of really, really good skill position players to test a Steelers secondary that might stink. Um, and I think, you know, last week, were it not for what seven points left on the field by the Rams kicker, Steelers probably aren't winning that game. And the end of game state, you know, the end of game stuff with the spot was equally weird to help the Steelers. Yeah. Like the voodoo is as strong as it's ever I've been for Mike Tomlin. I needed, I needed but that uh, spot. Good spot. <laughs> but uh, it was a good game. spot for the under. It was a good spot yeah. for a lot of things. Um, but uh, I was just basically get the sense that the Jaguars, they're going to be able to move the ball. They're going to be able to score in the Steelers. And I think that sets up a game state where the Steelers are answering late and have the ball handful of extra times and uh yeah i just i think uh i think this is a pretty clear play to the over and uh and i'm just holding i mean obviously care about both of these teams succeeding over the balance of the season based on my preseason action but the the jags feel more real to me in the long run and so i'd rather they win this game <laughs> because tomlin kind of getting this another voodoo win here like that's going to run out eventually. He's not winning coach year, I don't think. I'm ready to write that one off. And so I'd rather the Jaguars actually still get to the finish line in the AFC South and, and are a factor in the playoffs. But I don't know. What are your thoughts on this one? Yeah, stay away game. My, okay. I, I make this an under just because if you look at it from 10,000 feet, a lot of the metrics for the Steelers are going to want you to bet unders. Um, but like you said, with the the weird voodoo, what we saw, the little burst of, hey, this is still a thing. We have Pickett and Pickens. They have this nice connection. Uh, the Jaguars defense being, like you said, very up and down within a single game every week. I want I wanted no part of this. I'm very much on market. I, I make this right pretty much on two and a half. It's a fair number. It's a tough place to play on the road. It's a you know non-divisional game, but still, I, I'm very close to this. I'm no thanks here. Like I think it's a I think it's a close game at the end, and I don't want to be in side in total. I think it probably comes down to like the last few drives. And Ooh, okay. I'm not. Uh, well, I don't know. Like, what's the? the total, I, I'm with you as far as like the total could get just blown out, like in the second half, like what we saw last week. There was a very close. We were very close to having nine points in the first half of the Rams. Pittsburgh game. Yes. And then there's a late touchdown. And then suddenly, and all of a sudden, it's like, oh no, this total's in danger. Like <laughs> under, under the pressure, live total yeah. was like the live total was like 30. And suddenly we're we're back up at like 44 again. I don't need this in my life. So I, I can see, you know, the 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 weirdness that has been the Steelers offense turning it on a little bit here and there against the Jags, kind of mm-hmm. making maybe making this a spot for a second half over. Okay. Well, the Jags have had 10 days to prep and the Jags go on by after this. So this is their one game in the span of like 26 games, <laughs> 26 days, which is weird. Uh, I don't know. I didn't do the math right. But well, they just, they just played three and 11. Yeah. yeah. Um, they played three and 11 and now they have one in like, I, I wrote yeah. a, I, I looked at that too. I just kind of shrunk down the RBS doesn't matter. Yeah. And looked at uh, like, like oh shit! In in that like span, Trevor's a top five quarterback. 
Because yeah. it was like an eye test thing where yeah. he looked really good, but the Jags have been tricking me all year. So no play well, for me here unless, unless we talked end up to, on yeah. a, a Pittsburgh teaser. Yeah. Jags had a couple of like outlier negative EPA plays on offense early in the season, which kept his numbers down and kind of kept yeah. people off the scent of the Jags for a little, little while. And honestly, like just in general, the offense does feel like it has had more flow the last couple of weeks. So uh, I think they are building to something special and I hope that they yeah, are. No matter what you use, if it's a CPOE, EPA, or mashed them together, success rates, he is, over the past three weeks, you know, top five quarterback. He's looked very good over a short stretch. So no. if he continues that, yeah, no. it's a – Mickey is right, though. The, the Jags D did look tired in the second half for this versus the Saints. I agree with that. Um, Maybe the, the three games in 11 days kind of plays into yeah. that. International travel doesn't help either. Um, it's fair. So, yeah, I mean, maybe the Jags defense just puts together a complete game and this is Jags wire to wire. I, I, again, like, I benefit the most from the Jags, I think, because I don't realistically believe the Steelers can keep getting away with this. Um, so, the voodoo, the voodoo is something, though. <laughs> I mean, there's a realistic chance that I, I'm actually, you know what's surprising, Andy? The Rams were dumb, though. Like, that, that was a <laughs> dumb were, result were dumb. for the Rams. Yes, that was dumb. Uh, the thing I was going to like bring up is, you know, there's been years where like the Bears went started like five and two, right? Yeah. And the DVOA tweets are popping up like, this is the you worst shouldn't... five and two team in history. No one's DVOA saying that is about the really Steelers, hard they... to use early in the season. Yeah. The... I wait till like week nine and ten. Okay, it still is, though. This has to be one of the most poorly graded five-win teams of all time. It has to be. I mean, what do you think their point is? Are they even five wins or four wins? They have... I thought it was four wins. Yeah, they they had the bye. Sorry, four and two. This has to be one of the most poorly grading four and two teams of all time. They have a negative 24-point point differential right now so the pythag would probably say they shouldn't be a four and two team <laughs> yeah that's fine so yeah, yeah. i mean I, I don't i'm not excited about this teaser leg but i'll tease it because i tease okay. them all off there and if, if it stays you know at two and a half it's gonna end up in a couple of teasers that's how life works yeah okay uh sounds good i played some over there uh houston carolina another game i got action on so far four for four um in a game in a week in a week where i didn't really love the board <laughs> here we are uh you want to set this up a little bit uh texans at panthers yeah downtown thomas brown taking over play calling good timing obviously and i think maybe this was always the plan there's a lot of writers that are speculated this before the season even and you know you get the two weeks to take over play call not only that but it frees reich up to make head coaching decisions rather than worrying about that because just in general there has been some maybe some puzzling decisions and obviously it's a bad team we don't we don't harp on it as much when teams aren't like oh my god if they just won that one game where he made that bad decision we'd be right there it's easier to gloss over some of it the mistakes from this carolina team because they don't matter they're not you know they're not a part of even you know a, a wild card picture unless something really wild happens so uh, yeah, it's a it's a goofy spot because I think preseason when we saw the you know the schedules and you can speak to this because we've been over this what the preseason look ahead line for this was like there just weren't going to be spots where we thought the Texans would be laying a field goal on the road you know and granted it's 
against one of the worst teams in the league, and that's that's something. But it's still a divisional game, and it, it surprises me that people are are pushing this out on the Texans as much. They have some, you know, they have some good young receivers that are starting to starting to vibe a little. And Stroud has been clean, like not just not just like badgent clean where it's like ah he went and did the you know like he has had some big throws he has some nice young receivers and you, you can't really say that it's been a lot of adam thielen in carolina but i'm excited to see this carolina you know offense with a new play caller see bryce open up a little i did play bryce rookie of the year just had a huge number because he's the only other quarterback really that you know is remaining with anthony richardson down now and the number's probably a little big seeing how it's this early in the season and we might have this nexus event or whatever you want to call it with, uh, oh, my God, Thomas Brown took over and he's thrown seven touchdowns in three games and, you know, averaging 280 yards and suddenly all of a sudden you have a narrative and then suddenly he's 10 to 1 and you can lay off some Stroud if you want. But, uh, yeah, I, I like this over. Um, not only yeah. the not only the model point to it, but I, I kind of dug in a little and – pacing and scoring and red zone numbers. It was good enough to push this kind of, you know, I, I, I'd like this more at like a 45. Mm. I missed the best of the number by not playing the totals early in this, in the week, but I did play this over. And if I had a side preference, it would be Panthers with a bullet mm. backing the team who has not won a game yet. It's just yeah. three, three in division against two kind of young, unproven teams. Uh, yeah coach. so dan fixed the marquee to the texans whale which is especially funny because it was the titans whale and the titans are going to be wearing oilers uniforms this week <laughs> i don't have an Oilers. i whale. think that's a throw um yeah the uh but uh yeah no the the um the panthers i mean this is a this is not a very complex handicap. I agree with everything you're saying about the fact that the Panthers' offense. Yeah, I don't know why I keep saying divisional game. I know I, I it's clearly not. I just keep I keep putting these. Te- I'm sorry. I apologize for that. Nah. I keep putting these teams like in the same bucket because they have the hey, here's a new head coach and here's a new young rookie quarterback. Yeah, yeah I, and these I don't are know why. young franchises. These were franchises that were added to the mix in, our, in the nineties, uh, two thousand in the case of the Texans. Um, the um, the by this is you know this is a, a relatively straightforward handicap, which is as you kind of mentioned the uh, the um, Texans have been upgraded pretty appreciably through six weeks. Um, you are correct in that their preseason uh, market numbers had them favored in only three games, none by more than one and a half, and that was hosting Arizona. Uh, every road game they were dogs, including this one where they were three point dogs. So preseason the market was telling you there was about a point and a half difference where the panthers were better than the texans what was informing that difference was you had a lot of veterans on the on the uh, uh panthers who had pedigree they had performed well in this league you had players who we thought we were going to take a step forward in this league uh you know the brian burns and the Derek Derek browns of the world anchoring this defense was expected to be uh you know sort of the backbone of a squad while the offense figured things out um and it has been a poor start to the season for the Panthers to put it as understated as comically as possible. Um, but I think the fact that they are getting better on tape week in, week out is noticeable. 
specifically on the offense, I think has gotten better. And now the handover to Thomas Brown has the potential to bring in a little bit of uncertainty, uh, a little bit of the unknown, and uh, potential for better sequencing and just in general, uh, more cohesive, more cohesive offense than we've seen. So, I think yeah, the and Panthers, you know where he came from. Yeah, yeah, he's a Ram guy. And, and- He's a Ram guy. He's McVay guy. And that's a big part of, you know, I, I caught up with some of the film guys stuff this week. Um, and even last week, cause they were sure. talking about this already. They said like a big problem is there's just, there's a, not a lot of motion, not a lot of pre-snap motion, not a lot of spots for, Hey, why is only Adam Thielen, you know, doing well because he's just a savvy vet who can find his way, you know, into spots to get a lot of catches, but nobody else getting any separation, if we can see some of the magic that we've, you know, gotten used to in LA with, uh, you know, the McVay just scheming all these guys, bringing in a rookie from like the fifth round from BYU and just turning him into Cup Junior all of a sudden. If we get more of that, then maybe it does open up this offense a little. My issue and why I am stuck on the total a little more than the side uh, is some of the injuries kind of. They're a little beat up, like Luvu, uh, Woods. Yeah, were limited. Defense is, um, is concerning. I will. Von Bell didn't. Yeah, Von Bell didn't practice. No. Like there was three or four. There's three or four injuries in the defense for, for the Panthers that were a little concerning. Yeah. I, I know that. I know we have like oh Robert Woods didn't practice. I don't know if that actually affects me a whole lot, but Tunsil was limited. That's important. Obviously for the for the Texans, so the injury news is kind of leading me towards an over as well. Yeah, you know, okay. maybe it's maybe it's maybe it's because the Texans and Colts are in the same division. Yeah, just kept be. looking at the the well the rookie quarterbacks going at it. Twice. Yeah, yeah, now sure. We, now we don't even get that. That just broke my brain that I put these yeah. teams in the. Yeah. So anyway, I think you're selling high to a degree on the Texans. I think you're buying low to a degree on the Panthers. The fact that this is a six point delta from the pre a clean six from the preseason expectation is a lot. Um, I get it if you want to have downgraded the Panthers based on what you've seen, uh, based on the fact that they have defensive injuries. If you want to have downgraded them from the preseason expectation, fine. If you want to have upgraded the Texans, fine. But six is a lot for what we have, you know, six games, six games between, you know, each of these teams that plays six games. It's just not enough of a sample to uh, have zero weight on a preseason prior, in my opinion. And I think the... Um, uh, the underlying kind of hopefulness here is that the Panthers offense figures it out and can play from ahead. I, I'm also color me unwilling to to say that CJ Stroud has impressed enough to this point in his young career to be a three point favorite on the road. I, I just I'm not there. Like if this had been a pick'em, I don't think I would have even spent five seconds thinking about this game. But at three, it's it's just a bridge too far and. It feels like a decent opportunity to buy a low end sell high in the same spot, two way hand, two way uh, type of reaction here. And, you know, this might be the only and final bet I make on the Panthers all season. It's possible. Yeah. <laughs> this might I was be. Say, I have the Panthers yeah. incredibly low, but I still yeah. have, you know, I still have home field advantage. There, there's no buy advantage. Yeah. Obviously, they're both off the buy, but I still make this 2.4. So, yeah. Yeah. And if you, if you really want some, it, and so, that's after you know, huge adjustments on yes. both teams, right? So you fundamentally, in my opinion, you fundamentally have line value in this game. And the question is, are there other externalities that help kind of push push you into? Well, I'm gonna skip, I'm gonna walk away from it, or yeah, let's take this. And the externalities for me are the change in offensive coordinator. I think will help uh, the um, uh, and the. Um, 
you know, to the to the degree that a team that is winless coming out of their bye, having everybody basically say, you know, you made the wrong pick at quarterback. Like the narratives and the and the and the and the um uh the story being told about this team right now, if if Frank Wright can't get their best performance to date this week, then scrap it. Fire everyone. Like they have a good staff. They've had two weeks to prepare for this game. They've had two weeks to self-evaluate and figure out who they want to be. Like this is as you know, if you don't get your your best performance out of your guys this week, then start over. So sure. Okay. Move yep. on. Uh over yeah, over forty. There was a forty. No, that was the other one. This this one's pretty much forty three and a half. I was gonna say I got a cheaper forty three and a half the, earlier today, and that's what I'm on. Forty three and a half oh three. Happy with that one. Um, Philly, Washington, little bit of trepidation in the market considering the knee brace and the fact that we have tape on these two teams playing already this year and it didn't go as smoothly as it went against, say, you know, some of the other teams they've beaten the tar out of and just been able to take the air out of the ball in the second half or even Miami where they just kept putting it on them. Um, this is a tough one. This is a divisional game for real this time. I swear it. Um, looking at my pricing on this because I, I know I do love Philly. I guess talk me out of Philly. Am I, I just can't. gonna lay a? Am I gonna lay a bunch of road favorites? Is that what we're gonna do this week? Because we're gonna get to Baltimore, know, guys. Man. I'm gonna tell you, it's, it's gonna be the same fucking conversation. But I, I, I clearly have this over a touchdown. I know there's some some injury concerns, but. Washington is very hit and miss for me right now. And yeah. when I look at my when I look at my ratings for them, both offensively and defensively, yeah. it's just kind of been down and to the right all season. Like yeah. I, I was higher. I, I liked Howell. I liked that we, you know, got to see a, a little bit of it's a live arm. Like it was a lively arm. It looks like he had some zip. He wasn't making terrible decisions. You know, it's, we we like some pieces on this defense. It just hasn't come together. And this does feel like a team that might be putting some of these guys on the training block if they don't get this one. Yeah. Because they can't really keep both edge rushers. Like one of those guys is going to go anyway. Why wouldn't you trade one? So I don't know. Like uh, I might just lay it with the Eagles. The issue would be, you know, the, some of the situations the Eagles have had in the second half. So yeah, maybe this is Andy Lace, the Eagles minus four first half or whatever <laughs> it is. Probably close to it. Yeah, I mean, I don't have much else to add. I haven't played this game. I think this is Eagles three or and a half. I get a three and a half. I'm going to play That's, that. It's not crazy. Betting it right um, now. The uh, the Washington experience is getting bad quick. That was that was a uh, uh, that was a. Uh, it feels like a long time ago that the uh, that the Hogs were uh, uh, were frisky. Um, and I bet the Commanders at a bigger price on the road against this Eagles team. And at that time, uh, there was factors at play that I don't really think are factors anymore. I think the fact that um, this, I think the fact that the Washington offense is starting to change for the worst to try to um, find ways to keep Howell from getting sacked is, is a huge red flag. Okay. If you have a young quarterback who is not processing quickly enough and is holding onto the ball too long and is taking sacks, you need, to, yeah. you need to have three tight ends in tomorrow. Like that's well, that so that's what they're doing. 
Like that's what it's they're still they're, not working. Well, no, but that but they're they literally are like, well, we gotta have we gotta add protection, but then that's mm-hmm. taking away route runners. And the route runners that they have are like now now you're up against teams that have self-fulfilling prophecy. It's it's yes, he's like so he's holding it on to it longer. <laughs> and it's like, well, no one's open. I don't want to throw, I, I can't scramble. Like there's no way I can even get out of this pocket. It's so big. Uh, and he takes a sack anyway, or he throws it out of bounds, or he throws an interception, trying to fit it into a tight window. So you know, like it, it's the offense is curdling because the They've self. They have identified the problem correctly, but they are attempting to correct it the wrong way. In my opinion, I think you need to get him quicker, easier throws. You need to help him identify, you know, you know, pre pre snap stuff. You, you forget about the complicated stuff. Like just make it make it easier for him to complete stuff right in front of him, so that he is not holding onto the ball. Go, go look at what the Bears did last week. Just do that. What a call. The Bears got away with the most conservative passing attack in all of the years of data on pro football reference, which is from, not that yeah, many From years a guy now. who basically played in <laughs> yes. he played in like a fifth rate high school stadium from Texas in college. Yes. Like you know what they didn't ask him to do? They didn't ask him to sit in the pocket, read defenses, and make precision passes 10 yards down along the sidelines. They gave him easy stuff. And that's what the, you know, that's what the commanders need to tack into. But for whatever reason, what we're seeing on tape is not that. And it's making defenses like the Giants defense look good, <laughs> which is, that, that you know, was, yeah, that was a yeah, horrible, horrible yeah, um, yeah, Forbes, Forbes isn't panning out on the other side of the ball. Just like looking at the secondary grades. I mean, so I think Patrick said this, who just said like AJ Brown and Devonta Smith versus the secondary. Yeah. It's not that good there. Like they have, uh, we we do say Gadare. We keep it French. That's I can't I can't not do the joke. Like, go, how does go, how does VR do how does, go how does VR do it? Go Dale. Go Dale. They have a lot of good receivers. They have a lot of good weapons, and the secondary has been getting kind of sliced and diced. That said, the yeah. you know you caught it's almost like a you know the the manic depressive cycle with Howell. Sometimes you get these games where. If if you let him have an inch, he will make some throws, and that's kind of what we saw. Like it was a good enough performance last time. I just don't rate it happening again. From what we've seen, enough tape on this team, you kind of know how to defend this. If that's what they're going to do and go max protect, you have the you have the pieces to cover uh, yeah. what they're going to throw at you for secondary. So, Eagles first half minus three and a half. Yeah, well, uh, uh, it worked out last time. I did that versus the Jets. Yeah, I lost that game. Yeah, super, super uh, separate sidebar here. Um, How I am, I am going to watch this game carefully without betting it because I care about getting a feel for how Jalen Hurts is doing and if he's, you know, and what's going on there with the knee injury. I know he's full participant and they're saying nothing's, every, you know, everything's good, but it put a brace on it. Like that can't mean nothing. Um, and uh, I also kind of, just, back in my head, I'm starting to count the number of tush pushes because uh, not that people are going to solve it, but it does feel like the narrative is starting to pivot to it's hurting p- players, <laughs> right? Yeah. And it's like, how, how you know, are, are you using this in the right high leverage situations or should you save this for the really, really high leverage situations? Because, you know, 
fourth and two in the first quarter of a game that you're probably going to win anyway going away like if they're using the tush push in this game i'm going to be like sirianni we got to have a talk buddy because we don't want to get hurt injured we don't want to get use it why wouldn't you though the quotes from lane johnson were not good you know jason kelsey's or maybe your most important offensive lineman maybe the most important offensive lineman in football it's tough to say uh just based on how valuable that play is if he gets hurt like season over hey, you're, like, you're done doing that yeah, it's crazy yeah. how much more he important yeah. he is to that than even yeah hurts. it's crazy it's the way crazy. he the way he gets gets off after yeah. like he gets off faster than some of the guards and he has yeah. to snap the ball yeah so just in general like a little bit of let's just win some games without using the good plays guys i would like to see the eagles do that i would also like to commend the eagles on giving getting kevin byard out of tennessee well done you know what else we should have happen in the uh, between now and the trade line, trade deadline? Good teams should go get good players from tame teams that are going to tank, and we should put them on good teams. Yeah. <laughs> I think I think across the league, let's just go ahead and do it. Is that too much to ask? Collude, guys. Yes. Everybody help let's each the, other out. Let's put the good um, players on tanking wanna... teams, and let's take them off of those teams, and let's put them on good teams. Do you remember when I placed the I placed the Shanahan Coach of the Year ticket way back? And somebody was argued. Somebody argued with me on it, or they just said like, "It's." I mean, it's basically the Sirianni argument too. Like, you can't bet that. So I went and did it anyway. So I have <laughs> I have a small Sirianni ticket at like I think he was like thirty during the off season. So I'll tell you what, man. If he I'm gets the one, like, dude. It's it's sort of live. It's sort of like it's it's still we have you know you you have the McDaniel and the Campbell and that's an issue, but. If he gets like, you know, 15 and two, 16 and one, that's, that's, we're live. Yeah. They only so, have one loss, right? I'm not so, saying it's silly. So first, if they get the, if they get the one seed with the schedule that they have coming up, Sirianni 100% deserves to be in a conversation. Oh yeah. They have a hell of a, <laughs> if they get yes. through that haymaker and get the one seed for sure. They, yeah, he deserves to be in the conversation. I'll make a case for it at least. Um, all right, let's move on to LA and Dallas. God, did I want to get some? I wanted some way into this game. I've tried to come at it a dozen ways. This has happened to me now. I think in three or four Dallas games this year, where I've just been like, hmm, like there's a there's a bet here. I know there is, and I couldn't figure out what it is. Uh, you got an angle here because Rams Cowboys I, 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 should be good. This should be watchable. I don't want to. I bet every Rams game to this point in the season. I feel like I sh- we should know these this team well enough to have a bet here, but I, I can't figure it out. Have you solved this I did, one? I did play a little under. Not one of my favorite angles, but kind of kind of based more on the Cowboys. But the, the Rams yeah. offense is stoppable at times. Like they don't they do need to run it a little, and what they have left hasn't isn't great. They're yeah. kind of in the Bears situation where they're down a million running backs as well. Um, I guess it's it's Hendo again, it's kind of what you roll with, but yeah. Dallas, Dallas, very good. It's still a good defense. Like it's not, it's not as as good as it once was after the injuries. Like losing your linebacker, losing Diggs, that shit is important. But it's still a good enough defense. They've got really good red zone. Like they just don't let teams get to the red zone. I think they're fifth in that during the year, just keeping okay. teams from getting all that close. And then they're just they're just average once they get there. But they've they've there's only four teams that have allowed fewer trips to the red zone. Um. 
and then their red zone offense is kind of shitty too. Like I'm just I'm kind of banking on the, the the more I looked at this and looked at how the matchups would work if if Rams can't run the ball again and we're struggling on short down th- short yardage third down percentage, which you know we'll see how the Rams do on offense. They're just uh, okay on third down, a little above mm-hmm. average. Like if that's a problem against this defense because they can't run again. It's just going to be a shitload of field goals, and it might not be all that watchable. Yeah, so we we you need big plays for this one to kind of get loose. But I have it as a tight game, and I have this uh, total a couple points under forty five. So okay, so under. I'm, I'm I'm under. Not my favorite look, but I did okay. take three totals this morning. That was hey, in today's them. scoring environment, forty five feels like fifty five. I think average through last week was forty four, just a shade under, shade over, somewhere in that. And that includes a game where you mean the, what the average still. you're meaning the average of what totals output was. I think it was under 44. Yeah, the, the average total the, has been 44, I think. The average, yeah, the average total is about 44 right now. Anyway, the I haven't updated that. I will say the uh the yeah, and the Rams don't have it. I'm, oh, what if it's a bunch of field goals? Rams don't even have a kicker on the staff right now. Yeah, that's they no. They will, signed uh, they sure. signed uh, the practice squad kicker from the Browns who used to kick for the Colts. Maybe that's what I remember seeing this week. Sounds like that um, from Ferris Bueller. Also, by the way, we kind of buried the lead here. Congratulations to Sean McVay for uh, oh, bringing a baby. baby boy into the world. Yes, happy swag. Um, he may have the new dad karma going this week. We'll see. Uh, but I think the Rams are a clear bet on, in my opinion, going forward. If they are facing a team that cannot generate consistent pass pressure with bringing only four, that is, I think all that, all that, you know, all that you have to kind of decide, right? Are the Rams, yeah, you're saying Stafford, the Rams Stafford gonna, with time is fine. Yeah. Stafford, you know, and he's and, a very like, good quarterback. Stafford, Stafford can win as a dog with time. Stafford can win as a dog if you just if you can only generate pressure with blitz. He can cover if you can only generate pressure with blitz, right? Like he, you know, he he is a bet on in those games. The Cowboys are the quintessential opposite of that. They are so phenomenally good at bringing only four and generating pressure that they are setting like you know setting impressive marks um and uh you know to the detriment of us in the preseason micah parsons dpoi camp everybody has to double team parsons and i think that may be yeah. opening up opportunities for everybody else but uh the uh um i uh, need him to do something amazing yes the uh join, my, join the party have a big amazing my favorite analytics tweet of the week shout out to arjun uh if you are not already following him let me give you the correct twitter account because it's moved around arjun menon uh arjun menon 100 he uh he went through and he looked at uh front you know uh front four only. oh just front four combos Com- different front four combos who is winning the, you know, who's creating the most pressure only bringing four uh and you know let's plot let's let's pull the the best combo from every team the nascar front four for the cowboys which is parsons fowler armstrong and i forget uh and uh, lawrence um they've only been on the field and rushed 11 times so far, but they're generating pressure on 90% of snaps because they are that fast. And 
that feels like an absolute ace in the hole that the Cowboys can deploy at their will later in the season in big games. And if you're a quarterback that has either questionable protection or needs time, then I kind of feel like you're drawn dead against those guys. And that's where we're at here with the Rams. So I wanted to play the Rams. I'm eventually, I'm going to pass. I think your points about them not being, I'm I'm at about a seven here. It depends how much you want to give extra win probability for the rest. Uh, I tend to give that to good coaching staffs more. I I think the, I think the play calling has gotten worse since Mm -hmm. early in the season. Yeah. I think, uh, I think that might continue to be a theme and I think the Cowboys still might win games because they have so much talent. Yeah. Yeah. Cowboys, if the Cowboys have a lead at halftime, they're a bet on. I could tell you that. Um, all, even though Dallas and Philly play next week, Andy. I'm pumped for that. There's some good games coming up here soon. Philly, Philly, yeah. San Francisco is not that far yep. off. I have not oh, made will, a bet. Will it be Darnold? Of a look ahead spot, though. Neither of these, uh, neither of these games, teams are bet against because of a look ahead. I'll tell you that so much for sure. Under, hey, let, me, let me look at my price here. Under. 45 on the nuts. We will, Drew, Drew yeah. you should find find that Twitter handle and put it in the comments. Oh, yeah, I will. I will. It's, yeah. it's not a it's not a John Smith type of name where everyone knows how to spell yeah. Arjun perfectly. Yeah, there we no go. Problem. No problem. Yeah, Menin, great, great stuff. By, by, by Menon. Great stuff by him. All right, let's move uh, on to New England, Miami. New England, Miami, there's been a little hunger for the Patriots. People are back. They're back. Mm. Oh, this look at was like 13. And obviously when two teams go opposite directions in the previous game, you're going to have an adjustment. But even with some places opening 10, some Patriots money came in, got snapped up. This is not a place they've ever played well, but that's a whole lot of points, guys. (laughs) I mean, it's still a whole lot of points. We saw two good drives from the Patriots in the second half versus the Raiders. We saw some good drives versus the Bills. Uh, I don't know. I, I, I had to think this out because I've been very critical about New England fairly, mm-hmm. but a big part of my adjustment for the Ravens and part of the, I don't know, the narrative, the thought process was, hey, I should be easy on this team. They have a new coordinator. It takes time. It takes time to implement the offense. I can give them some leeway for the mistakes. Give them some runway. Discombobulated look we saw. If I'm going to give that to the Ravens, I kind of got to get it because Bill O'Brien, whatever, like however you want to, you know, characterize him as a head coach and a kind of a knob dick of a person. Like I still think he knows what he's doing when he's calling an offense. And sometimes that does just take time, especially when you give him nine wide receiver threes, some tight ends that aren't turning out to be as good as they thought. Yeah. Like it's, he doesn't have a ton to work with and putting together some good drives. It's been okay. And you know, they lost some pieces on defense. It's still a good above average defense. This is not a bad team. Yeah. It's just, it's just not a good one. So the Patriots had a problem through a handful of games and that that was their offensive line had no continuity. They were pass protecting extremely poorly and that was trickling into Mac Jones being virtually unplayable. Bill O'Brien, rather than decide to bring in Max Protect and only send two guys who can't create separation out on routes, elected to reduce the attempted air yards for Mac Jones to the degree where he had a bottom 10. 
He gave him the teabag treatment. <laughs> he gave him the old teabag. Uh, Bill B O B, old uh, butt chin, old butt chin himself uh, gave uh, Mac Jones the teabag treatment. Uh, three point uh, one average depth of target last week. That is historically low. Um, going back to when P Pro Football Reference started tracking air yards um in 2017 this is a uh bottom 10 in term lower the lowest 10 in terms of air yards per target for a quarterback with 20 attempts in a game um and it was effective he was fine in fact i have bill o'brien credit because not only did he have the air yard attempts lower but he set up the receivers in positions to gain a decent amount of yak against that buffalo defense like i watched the game twice in full and the first time I was like, and then I looked at the numbers and I was like, oh, there's somebody there must like, I'm like, man, is there a bust in the advanced stats? Like it didn't feel like that kind of a game at all. No, all of at their all. scoring drives were like, oh, that was well sequenced. Yes. And, and like, I, I had it phrased differently. It was like, he put receivers in positions to succeed. Yes. Even if it wasn't like a big yak that just like, hey, there's no hospital balls and there's no like, right. oh, that was just yes. a waste of a play. Like yes. whenever, you, you know, when you see that play, it's like that was a waste of a fucking play. Yes. Just, when yes. you don't have those, and this goes for everybody, yeah. stop doing that. And you'll be a lot better off. Good teams yes. don't do that. Yeah. So to me, nine, nine and a half seems high. I would have liked the 10. I was late. I didn't get it. Um, and so small stake for me here at nine and a half, not really a ton of interest in getting involved in the money line. Um, Dolphins offense will bounce. The Patriots defense still has huge questions. I don't give them a ton of credit for stopping the bills last week that the bills realistically should have scored into the thirties and the Dolphins are probably going to score into the thirties if we're being honest. So realistically, I'm taking the points with the Patriots knowing that I need like 21 out of them. So this was probably maybe just should have played the over, I guess. Um, it's worth noting though, that uh, Tyree kill did miss practice. Uh, well, Waddle, yeah. Waddle and Hill both kind of, that's the thing. Like that, if that Jalen comes a, back, a yeah. If Jalen comes back, that is not uh, enough to make up for Tyreek Hill missing the game. Sure, surely. Like, that's for sure. Obviously, huge. Even though if he's he is not a top fifteen receiver in the NFL anymore. Yeah. Well, so that was so that this brings up another very valuable question, Andy. Um, the uh, the big problem, and one of the reasons it was smart for Bill O'Brien to tack into the sh the short a dot. Um, the Patriots don't have any speed. Uh, so, I, I mean, uh, even though Kendrick Bourne is pretty darn valuable, I mean, he's, you know, clearly a top 15 wide receiver. Should the Patriots make an offer? Kendrick Bourne for Tyreek Hill? I mean, they could use speed. Speed it's is a downgrade. That, it's a downgrade. That whole, that whole thing broke. <laughs> reading that reading that ESPN thing broke my head. Like, and And then them just doubling down, like, well, he's too fast, so... He's uh he he gets downgraded for that play because he's so much faster than the receiver. So the the separation is like, whoa! In what fucking world does that make sense when you say that out loud, Seth? It's like, yeah. uh, or who who was it? That... It's almost like the question they attempted to answer would was like, hey, who are some wide receivers who don't flash but who are more valuable than you think, <laughs> right? Yeah. As opposed to like who are the best by some uh you know kind of mega. 
like you know all in one stat because they did not come up with that. <laughs> there is no defense for how those uh, top twenty oh, were ranked. He's um, probably going to win Offensive Player of the Year, and he yeah, Tyree kills for years. Been he's sing- he's 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 singularly worth four or five points, I think. And he's so it, hard, honestly, he's so him, hard to game plan for. I've remembered downgrading team offensive expectation by as many as three points when he has just been dealing with hamstring stuff because his game breaking speed is that valuable in my opinion. So yeah, I, d- I didn't know what to make of the two comments. Uh, I'm going to dig into that tonight. I, I missed this, in, I missed so this all together. Uh, so it's good. It's just yeah. like, he's like, Oh, what we'll get him say? back. He's like, he, we'll get him back down the line. I don't know if the, I think that just, if there's two ways to read it, it was like he's going to practice later this week or he's out for like multiple weeks. And those are two very different things. So uh, I'm sure the internet sleuths are on it. I'm digging into that. This feels like fake drama. This feels like fake drama for the in season. Uh, um, oh, hard knocks. Yeah. We got the hard knocks. I think, I think this is bullshit. I think he's going to play and he's going to be fine. If, if Tyree kill doesn't play, then you are stealing points with nine and a half. In my opinion. Yeah. Then it's, it's way too many. I'm close. I didn't bet this game. Um, total, total. Who's got the total? Forty-six now. This... Come down a point. Oh, really? Mm-hmm. I suppose the the Tyreek stuff. If he's healthy, I'm a lot closer to fifty. But it's one of those because it's a super high variance game with how much Miami decides to do in the second half. And it's going to be hot, not crazy hot, but it's going to be mid eighties. So you know, Patriots second half sitting in the sun. There's actually a decent chance this might be a rain game as well, though. So I'm I'm staying away. I, I bless your nine and a half. I don't wish ill on Tyreek Hill, but if he does miss, mm. kudos to getting a good number then. Yeah. So you are correct that the average total on the season is 43.4 points scored. And the average closing total has been 44 on the nose. Okay. So I think two weeks ago it was 44-1. It just yeah, Sorry, that said, uh, that said, unders in the blind are hitting at sixty-one percent. Still, I've got two overs that. and one under. So, <laughs> God help me, I got one home last week. Uh, okay, New Jersey, the battle for New uh, Jersey. Real quick, real, 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 real quick. So, Mickey Hill mentions high winds in Miami. Miami is one of those places where I see high wind and I just don't. I just ignore it. This the way, way that the stadium's that stadium, oriented, the way it's oriented, the way it's shaped, it's Pro really, really stadium. Per- Joe Robbie, Joe Robbie, yeah, Joe Robbie. The way Joe, the way the Hard Rock is it still the Hard Rock? Probably is, Probably. right? Yeah, that's uh, the way that that stadium is oriented is uh, it has the yeah, it does good, does good, good protection, and also it's set pretty far back from the ocean and wherever most of the forecast comes from. I think I feel like you're mostly getting like closer yeah, to the shore. The wind, the wind meter is on that that little thing sizzles uh, avatar. Oh, the, oh, it's on the at the end of Key West. <laughs> the, the Key West thing. Yeah. Okay, I didn't. That's something you don't realize until you go to Miami. You're like, oh, should we go to Key West? It's like, yeah, it's like nine hours from here, man. <laughs> it's it's, it's, like, it's like forever. <laughs> It's a like, hall. Oh, that's yeah. not happening. It's yeah, Buffalo you know, Wild you need a you need a you need a go fast boat to get to Key West. Yeah, I needed like an airboat or something. Let's go to um, Key West and get some mojitos in the go fast boat. Uh, Key, Key West is pretty prime though. We stopped there a different time, but it was by it was by boat. It was a cruise ship stop. Loved it. Um, New Jersey and New York 
and the Giants were the technically the home team, I guess. The Jets are off the bye. Obviously not a true road game. Still never got an answer if they both have their own um, locker rooms. Somebody got to help me with that. Fill me in. Like, did the Jets and Giants each have their own locker rooms in the stadium? So, like, when they play, <laughs> did you I, get to I, the I to, it's, it's, No, it's worth a half oh. a point, I think. I'm kidding. Okay. Don't do that. <laughs> um, I really didn't want to get involved in this game. I didn't like, get involved in this one. It's, it's probably going to be Tarod. It sounds like Daniel Jones is still not cleared for contact. That neck is, that was a full on thing a couple of years ago. He might miss, you know, another game after this if it comes to it. The Jets have been playing really well, especially defensively. The offense kind of kicked it up a little, though. With uh, We're seeing a side of Zach we haven't seen for the most part. Obviously, they have really good skill position. It's like the opposite of, oh, man, this quarterback just isn't getting any help. It's like, man, you got Wilson and Brees. And you got a good tight end now. It's like, uh, no wonder you're playing at at least a fucking average level sometimes. So I'm kind of nuts on the number here. I'm nuts on the total as well. The Giants' front four has played a lot better. That was a horrific watch, though. Um, the Giants-Commanders game, like, and no, neither team deserved to win that. Which is funny because when I did my first run through, where I tried to mash my total model with my sides, it gave me a tie in that one. Oh, and I'm no. like that. I'm like that'd be funny if I I should just post it as a tie. Like I think it was like eighteen to eighteen or, or twenty to twenty. Yeah, like I should do that. And later in the game, I'm like fuck, this is gonna be a tie. This I'm could end be, in a tie. I'm gonna regret that for the rest of my life. You could have had it. You could have had tie. Um, all right. The I don't I don't have any read on what the Giants are right now. What's going on with their offensive line situation? Whether it matters if Tyre, if if whether the offensive line matters with Terod Taylor, because for whatever reason Terod is able to avoid the pressure and take shots downfield when Daniel Jones was a walking sack or a walking turnover or walking incompletion. So I, I don't understand why the Giants look so much more. Um, functional with Tarad, but it's been obvious. Uh, and I think the Jets are probably still a very bad offense. I think Zach Wilson's still probably a very bad quarterback, but the defense is incredible. So the total at 36 and a half is probably too high, uh, but that's because I could see one or both of these teams getting shut out. Zero, zero tie. That's not a scoregami. I know that. That should be a prop. Oh no, there was hundreds of those early on. It feels like hundreds of those. hundreds of those. Yes. It's like every week yes. there was three of them. Yes, that was the modal outcome for every model yes. in the nineteen forties. Yes. <laughs> oh my god, I did see zero, zero. So, I'm projecting a zero my, zero. Uh, guy, I, guy, I work with Matt. He can attest to this. This is what what takes me so long at work. I have such bad ADD, and I started to look at the possible matchups for my high school football team that where my kids go in the first round. So I had to go find the section tournament for a different section. Who could win that one? And I'm looking at scores and there was a six to two in uh, one of these high school games. Like that's, it can't feel good to win a game six to two. The other team in the, they go play the one seed now, but uh, I did promise we'd go to the U S I might make it to U S bank stadium one time this year. It'll not be for a Vikings game. I said if uh, if the old team squad makes it to the finals, we'll go and fuck. They're kind of good. So, uh, yeah, the 6-2, the it made me think of that, like the all the Bears. You see the Bears record from like 1941. It's like 6-2, 2-2, 0-0, 3-3. 
There was there's been 73 games, Dan says. Look at Dan's better than ESPN. <laughs> None since 1943. Wow. So World War II snapped us out of the zero zero spell. Yeah. Look at us. Not only not only did we defeat the Axis powers, but we haven't had a zero zero tie since. Good job, America. Um I don't I, I make this total 36. Okay. Like I told you that last week or on Sunday, I'm like, I was excited. I thought, oh, this is maybe an under. And then I look at the totals, like, oh fuck, oh. they're right close to it. Oh. There, there is a decent chance of a possible yeah. shutout here. So. All right, long term prediction for the Jets and the Giants at quarterback this year, since I don't care about this game whatsoever. Jones will be back. Jones will be back, and he's gonna take. He's gonna get his starting job back. Yes, for sure. They paid him. They feel okay. like they have to. Um, okay. And then uh, Rogers. Starts two games late with the team not eliminated from the playoffs. Bungles them both, and they are eliminated. Thanks to Rodgers. Um, it would be very funny. My least favorite subplot of the entire season is whenever he makes his rando appearance on Pat McAfee, and it gets pushed all over the internet. Like, he had something important to say that day. Like, enough. We No one wants to hear from you. Go away. Yeah, it's, it's, stuff, it's stuff from, like... So he's still talking about Fauci and stuff. It's like, yeah, like, stop. Like stop. No one's talking about this anymore. Yes. Yeah. I, it's, it is. Go to 4chan. Yeah. You want to debate Travis Kelsey about someone? Who fucking cares? Shut up. <laughs> go, go away. Yeah. Go, go on Reddit if you want to do this sort of stuff, though. Yeah. It is wild. He's making a lot of money, though. So fucking, I can't <laughs> yeah, blame him there. All right. Quick commercial break. And speaking of AI, and I, bitched about the NFL using it, but here I go. I got so sick of the Ticketmaster ad read. Oh, yeah. And I threw I threw it into chat GTP GPT and I said, give me a bunch of different ones. Rephrase this for me. So oh, all hit, new. Hit me. Experience the magic of live NFL action <laughs> where unforgettable moments are born. And when you're in need of tickets, Ticketmaster is your trusted companion. As the official marketplace of the NFL, Ticketmaster offers an array of options to secure your ideal seats. Yeah. Your interactive seat mat provides you with a 360-degree sneak peek of your section, ensuring you catch all of the game-changing plays. What's more, Ticketmaster grants you the added flexibility to sell or transfer your tickets when your plans shift. For the With the convenience of mobile tickets game day, entry becomes a breeze. Discover your tickets today. I don't know if I love that last line. Discover your tickets today at Ticketmaster.com slash NFL. And, of course, also brought to you by Rhythm today. For those of you who want to make some more educated bets, Rhythm is a solution backed by the original DraftKings investors. They have a team of PhDs, data scientists, and sports lovers here to empower you, input your game preferences, and let their advanced model take over. They bring over three years of historical data to the table. And you can even create your own custom models on there with Rhythm. You'll never have to worry about finding your next bet. Start simplifying your betting routine today. Obviously, you can find the link in the show description. And we're on to the second half. And I have so many more tickets to read. You can say make 40 of these. So I have like 40 (laughs) versions of that now. I can tell you two things real quick. One, I got in a lot of questions about NBA models recently. I'm going to try to do some sort of way Did to... Did you see Darko's not going to be updated right away? 
Yeah, no, I, that's okay. I think that's I okay. sent you that. Yeah, yeah, that, that's okay. Yeah, I, I'm okay with that. Uh, you know, that getting the pipeline fixed is more important than having a, a infrastructure is you know, important. Yeah, infrastructure is important. Um, but yeah, a lot, a lot of people like I'm so I'm I'm interested in a model for MBA. What do I do? Um, player props, most, buddy. Well, yeah, not just player yeah. props, but like if, no, if you want bet sides, if you want side, if you want some sides and totals action. Um, the most important thing to do is to take the closing numbers this first week and deconvolve what the market ratings are as a overall rating for the NBA teams and as an offense and a defense. Okay. If you can just take the closing numbers and turn them into market power ratings, power ratings, yep. and then update that for the first month. Watch the trends, plot the trends, keep an eye on like what, who's getting adjusted, why, uh, and then use those to project what does the market think this point spread should be, compare that, track the differences. Why is this one? The market ratings that I got from the first couple of weeks say that this game should be seven. It's five. Why am I getting two free points here on the favorite? You know, like that, that, this, you know, that, those steps alone will, um, puts you on a very fundamentally sound path to starting to understand how sides and totals work in the NBA. And there's a very straightforward way to come up with the market power ratings for NBA that I'll, I want to do we, like a, some sort of tutorial so thing. Just do you, do you remember you do it in Excel? Last, it's very last Monday, Drew. Last, yeah. last Monday, we spent some time on the, the NBA after the halftime. Yeah. Maybe we can, maybe we can drop 20 minutes of NBA yeah, just, fun every Monday. Just, that's I enjoyed that. Yeah. Yeah. That's a good right. idea. Yeah. Yeah. If that's you want to hang idea. out after halftime, we'll do some NBA stuff. Yeah. Um, good idea. Onto the, onto this Atlanta, Tennessee. Yeah. The one other thing I was going to say is rather than spend your money at Ticketmaster on Jets Giants, just, just go to a Knicks game. Knicks are, Knicks are fun this year. This Knicks uh, Celtics game right now is electric. Uh, yeah. It's, it's, it's Forget it's about the metal. Land, go to the garden. The garden. Yeah, yeah the, the Meadowlands in November. Ugh. Yeah, let's do this. All right, Talk Atlanta at Tennessee. Yeah, something that can be done in Excel when you add solver to it. Uh, yeah. Atlanta at Tennessee is a game that is happening. It's important for the Falcons who are finding themselves at the top of the division. They have literally an entire slate left of pretty much coin flips every week for the rest of the year, and if they can flip the coin the right way and they have some pieces at work um they can win this division that said their coach is becoming less likable by the moment my god is he an insufferable <laughs> smug prick all of a sudden i loved arthur smith i feel betrayed he thinks he's belichick now it's it's annoying um, that said, it's still a fun team. I wish, I wish we would really unlock this offense. I don't have a, a real, you know, strong indicator that that's, what's going to happen. This defense has some nice pieces can play well at times. It's becoming better. This is, this is a top half of the league defense for sure. This total is 35 and a half. We are going to likely get Levis starting. And then apparently Malik Willis, uh, sprinkled in, which I don't know what that looks like. Um, the Titans are probably sellers here soon. I, I don't know what to make of this. Like uh, the Falcons, like we mentioned, it's not a team we want to back as a favorite. It's not a team we want to back away from um, away from home. But it would it would be you know Falcons are nothing for me. Yeah, I guess Arthur Arthur Smith is sitting on that FedEx money, so it's like it's not <laughs> like he has anything to worry about. 
Yeah. Yeah. Um, okay. The Titans red alarm bells have to be going off as loud as they can be going off in your head, right? Like Yeah, I mean it's a it's a sell team here soon because like they, yeah. they lost their quarterback at this point. There's no reason to hurry him back. You, you spend the rest of the season seeing what you have in Levis and Willis. Yeah. And yeah, it's, there's no reason to win games now. Right. On top of you the fact that try. like uh, the, it was pretty eye opening that the day the team gets back from by the like locker room leader on defense gets traded to a contender like that can't yeah, feel good, good. That, that can't feel good like i know kevin byard maybe his best days were behind him i don't care about that as much as he was a leader in that locker room and you have guys who went and joined the team as free agents like sean murphy bunting whose reactions were what the hell right and i think that's pretty telling about how the defense overall felt now he's unique because he decided to go there and i thought he was going to be on a good defense with other good players and he's like we're tearing this down really like i i feel misled that sucks yeah. um but the truth is that yes they're tearing it down if you can get anything for some of these pieces then you should try that if that's what your plan is if you're the titans they started doing this last year before the weird sort of give DeAndre Hopkins money and patch this hole and patch that hole. Maybe we can keep it all together for one more year. And no, it didn't work. And so it feels like this is, you know, there's a very bad morale kind of vibes coming out of Tennessee on top of just not being very good. And then the Will Levis decision to start him this week. Fine. Like you've already made up your mind about what you have in with uh, Malik Willis. Fine. Will Levis First of all, you're going into it with only one week of prep because they were not practicing last week. They were on by, right? So you didn't even have like a week where well, where Levis was getting lots of second team reps. I don't even know. they And they haven't even seen him, evaluated him at all in the preseason. No, he was he hurt is, in the preseason. He is, he is as absolutely green as any anyone. And so, I, you know, you're – you you. You throw him into the crucible, but like you're not even going to really get to evaluate him this week or next week or the next week. Like he's going to need a couple of games of actually playing uh, before you even know what you have, in my opinion. And on top of that, the the do you believe what they're saying about like we may mix it up and do some alternate some Levis and Willis? Is that b- total bullshit? Or is I that- don't know what that even looks like. I, they, if they have some sub packages for Willis, I, my, this is my prediction, and it's probably the last thing I'll say in this game. Because, and you guys are right in the chat. I will tease this, but I do a lot of teasers, and this will probably only be in one. Like <laughs> it's a very low total, which should help. But I, I don't want to get too. I'm going to hope for your this. sake that it moves out of the teaser zone. Yeah, I, I hope once we get to Sunday, this is like three and a half, and I don't have to worry about it. Because uh, if it's two and a half, it'll end up in at least one teaser. Uh, you probably you yeah. put it with your other leg you don't like, so it's like the the redheaded stepchild you don't care about. But uh, my prediction would be it's mostly Levis, and there's like one sub package for Malik okay. Willis. You see, you see him in like three or four snaps, and it might be two, you know, two in a row where he's in for like a goal line package with something fun. Maybe Levis is on the field with him and they do something just 
ridiculous, stupid like that as well. But other than that, I, I don't think it's going to be like a, some sort of split. Mm. Okay. And yes, I mean, as Patrick <laughs> pointed out, and I, he he did start a little, but like Levis got hurt. He hurt his thigh or something early. Basically, early. like yeah. did did not play much in the preseason. Mm-hmm. We have not seen any of him, which that's why I would fucking like Willis like. We know it. You saw some of him. Like, of let's see a bunch of Will Levis. Put a game sure. plan together strictly for him. See what yeah. you got. Yeah, you got to no, move I, on eventually. And, here. And, like, and that's that's again like franchise vision. Take no exceptions uh, if that's your plan. But it makes I, I I just I don't know how you're being you're competitive in this game this week. Hopefully, hopefully within eight. <laughs> okay okay um yeah will willis willis has never looked good so far. all right so i have i have i have staked some falcons here i don't feel great about it i don't it blame because, you because because the the news today should have pushed this to three like it really should have. this 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 should be a wrap this should be at three across three i am surprised getting traded between now and the game that matters on this team is a very non-zero chance somebody who matters on the titans just getting like inactive because they don't want to hurt him a couple players like are you sure are we sure hopkins is going to start this week what's your what's your number here if it's Tannehill? And Hopkins uh, is going everything pick, like yeah, pick them. Yeah, I'm pick like, I'm like I'm like Titans minus one, one and a half. Yeah, yeah, that's fine. Because like this yeah. is a this is a, an important yeah. Like the Falcons need that. The Falcons have been given a gift. They need to take advantage when this game. Yeah, I I think so too. And this I mean, is their not defense, one of their scheduled wins for sure. Their defense combined with the with the weaknesses with the offensive line for the Titans combined with Will Levis making his first start after one week of practice with the ones. Because Malik Will like was was Will Evans even getting practice reps with the practice squad players? I assume he was, but I haven't I haven't seen or heard anything of Will Levis since the he got hurt in the preseason. So he meet this may be as green of a starting quarterback situation as we ever see. So all right, th- maybe we're out to three. Good, yeah, good I, job I, getting in two and a half. Yeah, I okay. uh, I bet Minnesota today. I laid minus one. Nice. I did some adjustments and then the Packers injury reports of, and I know it's Wednesday and we can't trust anything, but this defense is underperformed. Honestly, I I can't remember what team I compared them to. I compared them to the Steelers. You know, the Steelers defense can keep them in a game and then boom, shit. How are we losing to the Steelers? It's yeah. uh, it's same thing with Denver. Their offense can keep the other team in the game. Mm-hmm. The Green Bay should have been getting shit kicked after that first half. They looked listless. They looked lifeless. Denver was moving up and down for the most part, and they were not getting it done. Denver's offense kept that game close. It was not what Green Bay was doing in the first half. That defense is not good. It hasn't been good. We're probably going to savage. Like, yeah, it's savage to the IR. We're at, several other defensive pieces are in question this week. This this could move up to two and a half, three, and I wouldn't be surprised. Minnesota's offense looked pretty good, obviously, against a, a tough a team in a tough position. But if they can sort something out with Addison and Hawk, and you know make this work, they have a very good offensive line. Uh, there was a good there was a good um, 
tweet, just a simple one. It was like, hey, here's like three quarterbacks who have 2,000 yards and 15 touchdowns so far. And it was like, you know, Mahomes and I can't remember. That. Mahomes, Tua, and Kirk. Kirk is good. We just have to – we live in a world where Kirk is very good. Well, you know why? Because he's getting superlative protection. He is. It's such a good offensive line now. So like good. The, the best tackle combo maybe in the league. And he's getting protection. He is finding guys open. Addison is legitimately a decent rookie. Hawkinson yep. is a top end tight end. Like it, it's a it's an offense that's going to move the ball. And again, the defense doesn't have the players. But what Flores did scheme wise last week has me hopeful that he is figuring. It's kind of like the the teabag thing with uh, or yeah. you know Mac and Mac and him. Like it's the same thing on defense. Like well, here's what we're going to do with what we have because this is all we can do. Yeah. And Packers obviously not healthy on offense either. So can I, I ask you? It. I'm not can I ask you pumped, what's but, the uh, what's the counter argument for the Packers? I mean, the Packers at home in a divisional game with some you know things off a short week because they, they played Monday Night Football in a you know a, how how does this work when you're doing narratives in a, a very physical game against a tough defense short week to prep for a two teams that know each other really well. You're really going to lay points on the road with uh, the Vikings team. And it's, uh, what, uh, it's, it's more of a, like the Vikings offense is good enough to put up plenty of points in this one. Okay. Okay. Yeah. Cause I'm struggling to find a reason that the Packers should be inside three here. I haven't bet this game yet, but yeah, Hawk was a little banged up. I, I guess that's kind of what I'm expecting. Him. I, yeah, I'd like to see the Vikings. I'd like to see the Vikings case. injury report before firing on this, but I think Vikings are definitely the side. Um, <clears throat> did you have a take on the Jordan Love experience watching the Broncos game again? Because he graded better than he has. Like he's had, he's had some true, true blue stinkers this year. And he wasn't as bad against Denver, but it was still a lot of it. A lot of it came enough. in that second half too. And I mean, if you want to give him a lot, if you want to give him credit for that touchdown, that was probably yeah. a bad throw that bounced into a different. Well, yeah, that's the like, great point. Yes, the 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 deflection into the other to, to was it deflected to Reed. Yeah, that was yeah. a fluky play. A lot of his EPA like, did come from that play. Yeah, he's gotten a lot hard, of EPA it's hard to from give fluky him. stuff this year. It's hard to give him a good grade on accuracy on decision making. Like, I know Minnesota's pass rush is nothing to write home about, so he might have a decent day. But I make the Vikes like two and a half here, so I took the one. Yeah. Okay. All right. Cleveland's, I'm, gonna, I'm, gonna, I'm yeah. probably coming with you on that. I just got to see the injury report. Uh, yeah. If Hawkinson's out, I'm obviously very annoyed and sitting on a shit price, but okay. such is life. Cleveland, Seattle, Seahawks out to three and a half. This was one that got bet. And hope, uh, Watson, hope you get your two Watson and a half is, on Sundays, boys. Yeah, <laughs> you you mentioned it right away on the Sunday pod. There, those two and a halfs are going to be gone. Um, Watson might be long term out. I mean, they're talking about this injury and comparing it to like a pitcher who misses yeah. weeks and weeks. And if you saw before he exited the game so unceremoniously, mm-hmm. yeah. I mean, there's again the the film guys have poured over this and put yeah. it all over Twitter. Like but we all watched it. There was no zip. His yeah. arm is not right. He should take a what a weird saga, obviously with the, all the legal issues and then paying him so much. And now this is what you're getting. And this yeah. and this is I, I, at this point I feel bad for Deshaun Watson. 
And that, that feels gross to say. I mean, like, it's a bad, is, it's a, a bad injury now. Let's see, it turns it's, out. Andy, it's, it's a bad injury. Like, are we ever going to see him play again? I you know? know, like he, I mean, he, I think he needs to take, I don't know. They just have to take kill the, the year season. off. Yeah. Maybe they take next season off. I mean, <laughs> man, they're, they're saddled with a bad contract. You know, what would be pretty hilarious if, um, if there was some sort of, oh, I don't know, a little cabal, Comic. a little cabal of owners was paying Watson under the table even more to do this. So that no owner will ever give a guaranteed contract again for anything, right? Like this has gone so impossibly poorly that you have to assume every no no quarterback will ever get a guaranteed contract again. You would have to assume, <laughs> right? It's it's been a whole it's been a whole thing. <laughs> I don't I don't really want a big part of this game. We saw the Seahawks kind of fiddle fuck around in the second half versus Arizona. They were a mess. A little bit of an unserious team with the lead. Yeah. Um, I guess, yeah, versus Walker, it should probably keep going. I mean, it, it should probably keep getting bet. Yeah. Uh, with the, but low total, sitting past the three. Now I'm passing on this one. Okay. I will watch. Okay. Yeah, I think that's the right call. Um, you do have a Seahawks offensive line that is ailing and got a, guy, a bunch of guys have been hurt and coming back and discontinuity against a very good D-line. I don't have answers for why the Browns' defense was so porous and poor at tackling and gave up a million yards of yak to the Colts. But the Seahawks obviously have good enough wide receivers that they could do that too, I guess. Um, biggest yeah, if, I, you if, I were, actually, if I were to play me, this, it would be the same as the Philly game. It'd be Seahawks first half. How about that might make the bingo card? What do you think about the fact that the Browns have no healthy running backs, are a running team, and are up against a team with a very good running defense? Do you think the Browns can score more than three points here? Like is Browns team total under the the low hanging fruit? Yeah, what would be your game plan? It's like we don't have any running backs left. We couldn't run all that well on this team anyway. Secondary starting to get their shit together a little. They got a hard hitting rookie. Uh, we have a backup quarterback and no real. They're they're gonna need to. Def- they're getting. They're the gonna need turnovers. Nineteen and a half. They're getting okay, to twenty. Put, put it in the put it put it in the pocket. That's <laughs> they're up. getting to twenty. Yeah. Is there any weather in Seattle this week? That's not really one that's too affected either. Lumen's pretty covered. Mm. Okay. I feel like that one has the. Oh, but it could be rain. PJ Walker in the rain doesn't inspire confidence. <laughs> Throw oh, it, the wow. PJ Walker must pass is really kind of where I'm at here. Like he's going to have to throw 40 passes in this game, isn't he? Yeah. Oh, I'm not excited for that. If you have an under, <laughs> you're not excited watching him drop back in the rain over and over. You are if it's a if it's a Cleveland team till under, you feel pretty. Yeah, good. that's fair. <laughs> um, Kansas City, Denver. I don't know. Again, talk me out of just taking. Why? Why is this number where it's at? I don't know what you make this, but this is not quite where I'm at. This is this is a a little short of where I'm at. I'm a lot closer to a ten, and I think a lot of it is where I have this Denver team in a lot of my metrics. I think I have them lower in the market than some teams, but I also have the Chiefs number one. This is a road game in division, and it's a yep. 
you know, it's still no love lost throughout the records. To, uh, you know, beat him up, big brother, little brother kind of game though, and it's still laying the hook across the seven here with a, a road game. But I make it like ten, okay. and I, I don't know what the case is for Denver doing well against this defense. Uh, it is the Chiefs defense is showing some signs of regression in the run defense, and they have lost Nick Bolton. That's yeah, the Bolton it, wrist injury stinks. He's out. That's for the months. whole. That's the whole angle. Literally, yeah. the Broncos can lean on a run, shorten the game, and keep this somewhat competitive. That's the only angle. Because Broncos, if the Broncos are forced to pass their way to victory here, forget about it. They're in deep trouble. There's the coverage is too good. We are we are looking yeah. at snow in the forecast Sunday. Ooh, Thank you, Sam in fun. the chat. Um, Different Sam, <clears throat> multiple Sam. So I guess my my thought process here is the Broncos can gain a tactical advantage on the ground. I also think the Chiefs have two good running backs. attack is starting to get a little moldering here. They're starting to stink a little bit. Uh, and the Broncos are getting healthier uh, on defense. Every week, another guy comes off the report. Um, it looks like Simmons is still LP, but he's going to play, I would assume. Um, they won't have Kareem Jackson, who is so inclined to hit players in the head that he will be sitting out the next two games. I know people uh, are mad yeah. about this. It's like this is like the fourth time he did it. Yeah, he's, he's going gonna, to get he just wants to hurt he just wants to hurt someone. Um, but uh, ultimately I like you know that there's enough I there's enough of a signal still here that the Broncos are rated too low defensively in the games that Simmons was unavailable. I think. Yeah. Uh, and I think, so I just think this is going to be somewhat competitive and like in the same sense, yeah, I have no Andy, taste for Andy, Andy, Andy putting away the good plays. Yeah. yeah I've, I've, I've no taste to lay it on the road with this chief. It's not a team. I love laying the big numbers with. Yeah. Last week it was the, the widow makers. So we had to, but yeah. Um, yeah. My prediction for this one, if we do get the predicted snow, Taylor Swift wears an adorable parka. We're all, talk- <laughs> we're all talking about it on Monday. So, I yeah, I think this probably lands around a touchdown awful lot. All right. I bet the Broncos at eight. I think seven and a half and eight are interchangeable really here. I don't think the two-point conversion is going to come into play. Um, and I think I, realistically, I just think the Chiefs probably win this game by a field goal. You know, yeah, I think, I I think Andy Andy puts away the good plays. I think they're running. I think it has to be on Pat, and I think uh, it uh, it probably comes down to coming back at the end of the game. Pat scrambling, Pat to Kelsey, Pat scrambling, Pat to Kelsey. Chiefs score a touchdown or kick a game winning field goal, and they get out of here with the win. Um, they got the Dolphins now, on deck next week in Germany. Yeah, obviously wonging this. <laughs> yes, I, that's fine. Probably one yeah. of the better angles. Like not yeah. not only just like Chiefs win the game because they're so much better, but like Chiefs, oh the Chiefs are behind by three late. Like, oh, okay. Well the teaser covers then. We're fine. Yeah. Yeah. So it would also be yeah, at the same time, it would be very 2023 NFL for the Broncos to win this game somehow. And because the Chiefs are now kind of the um what was the what was the colloquial not the colloquial. What was the collective uh, reaction to what we saw in week seven? Was it not, oh, the Chiefs are the best team in football again? I guess, or the only good team? How many people yeah, kind of came to that sort of tongue in cheek kind of conclusion? Oh, the Chiefs are the only good team in football again. 
a lot of people kind of got there. I, I, I'm not yeah. saying that that means anything. I'm just saying that, uh, you know, these two teams prepared for each other two weeks ago. It was a closer game than the final score suggested. Uh, and I think uh, Broncos can keep this thing inside of a touchdown, even though I absolutely hate this team. I hate the Broncos. I hate Sean Payton. I hate Russell Wilson. Um, nothing endearing about these guys at all. Uh, and realistically, this is my... Look at the schedule real quick. Probably my last Broncos bet of the year. I, I'm I'm kind of done with them. At, at some point, the buy low on the defense is going to run out, and they're going to be rated correctly. Let me look at the impredict market rating real quick. You, you want to guess what the impredict market has the defense currently for the Broncos? Just out of curiosity, Wait, what's your guess? Like a number or a rank? A rank in the NFL out of thirty-two. Nineteen. Twenty-nine. Really? That low? Yes. You want to I guess what DVOA to it? You want to guess what DVOA has? It's mar- It's a mar- It's a market number, man. I mean, it's literally just what is the market? Because look at this week's game. Like you know, the, last week, this week, it, they're expecting they're expecting to to them to give up points, and it's just that's that's not quite right. DVOA has the Denver defense. You want to guess? Like twenty seven. I mean, if it's thirty two out of thirty two. Wow. So again, like. The, if the, any to the degree that any of the the predictives the, any of the descriptive stats out there are used in a predictive sense and the market is buying into that as well like the broncos D I have is denver low. i have denver is a decent defense in a lot of different spots yeah absolutely it's been it's been a good third down they're defense, a bad run defense matters here but yeah for whatever it's worth chiefs haven't been able to take advantage of that maybe maybe they roll ceh out there and we all have a good laugh <laughs> well, that's <sighs> the weird thing is that, like, you know what, what was a bad sign? Uh, Kansas City couldn't even crack 100 against Denver in the Thursday night football game at home. Like, that was a bad sign for Kansas City's rushing attack, I think. It's a weird scheme every time. It feels like it's just, it's whatever the the whims, like you say, with the Andy, with the good place, bad plays. Like, it, never more evident than in, oh, this is the running plan? Like, why is CHN again? Why are we running these weird jet sweeps that aren't very, you know, ingenuitive? Like, they, they're they just like the, the same jet sweeps everyone runs. Like, those aren't good plays. No. Yeah. Not. I'm there. Okay. I'm there. All right. Um, Worst bet I made yeah. this week, San Francisco 49ers, who may be trotting out Mr. Samuel Darnold. Yeah, that's just bad luck. Well. Nobody really heard about the the concussion stuff till this morning. This is a Super Bowl twenty three rematch. Well done, by the way, to the um, anti gambling initiatives in the NFL that that didn't leak. Keeping it under wraps. I mean, seriously, when I say nobody had this, I promise you, like there was not even a breath of this. Not a p- in anywhere. Yeah, out of the blue, and yeah, and Super Bowl sixteen, they played in eighty one as well. Um, Boomer Esiason versus Joe Montana. No, Bill, Bill, that not not the second one. That would have been or not the first, the first one. one. Who was in the, the first one? Ken Anderson? No. Who's? I think you're actually right. Oh, okay. <laughs> anyway, go ahead. Carry on. In Diana, I, I'm looking it up. Diana Ross to the national anthem. Oh. Interesting. Radio, radio was Jack Buck and Hank Stram. It was Ken Anderson versus Joe Montana. Yeah, it was, yeah for sure. Yeah. Um, I, I have no, no, uh, I don't want to handicap this game with 
Sam Darnold in it. I don't know exactly what he's worth. It's somewhere between two and five points. Uh, five if he is just an absolute disaster and is not getting it because he hasn't got the reps. At least it's early in the week and we get a chance to get him worked in, I guess. But uh, no thanks. Like, no thanks to this game whatsoever with uh, Darnold in. His numbers probably, probably right. I think it's been about a three-point move down. Uh, the Bengals have been a tough one to get a grip on because of the just the the magnitude of what it means when Joe Burrow is healthy or not healthy or trying to play through this. There's just way too much variance in a game that I'm. There's it's there's no buys, guys. There's 14 other games, 15 other games. Like, no thanks. Like I, it yeah. sucks. You got bit on a on a bad you know just bad luck information shit and hopefully so Purdy is further along in the concussion protocol and there was one other player this year who who did play the same week he was um, from the Niners yeah he was on the Niners so yeah. if they're well, better if they have yeah. Russell Wilson's concussion I, I, water I'll, if he plays he, I, I'm not I'm just saying I don't I'm not ruling him completely out I'll tell you if if they pull that off from an injury that was diagnosed at midnight on Monday on the airplane. That, uh, that feels a little bit outside of what the, how the system is designed to work. Yeah. It feels a little outside of the, of the, 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 uh, the fact that it was a Monday game that, that is kind of yeah. a fly in my, my <laughs> yeah. little theory here. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, so. Anyway, uh, generally uh, I think the, I, I, we will. Okay. I probably will lose money on this game. I've come to peace with that. But the um, we will learn something important about this Bengals. Regardless, we will learn. Late, late, late steam in the UTEP Sam Houston over. Oh, and those those kind of folks only need four points in the second half. Oh, I thought you were reacting to the Celtics Knicks, which is now tied at 101 with a minute to play in the garden. Celtics um, just aren't good. There's not going to be good this year. <laughs> Chris Stapps uh, is an emotional game for Chris Stapps coming. He came back out hot. Garden. He came out hot. He's got um, uh, the wolves are losing. Five three point three pointers already tonight. I'm excited um, to see Wimby make his uh debut here in about oh hell yeah. That game should be tipping off anytime soon. Uh hell Baltimore, yes. Arizona. Again, this is another one where hey. <laughs> I have a question for you. This is more of a market rating question. Mm -hmm. Do you ever feel like you're hesitant to upgrade or downgrade a team a little, even if the stats kind of indicate it and you, you push back a little and say, uh, it's not what I'm seeing or those stats are a little fugazi because of who they played. That injury maybe doesn't matter as much because of who they played. And then the next week you're absolutely you know, not vindicated, the opposite of vindicated, yes. where it's like, oh, I should have made that adjustment. Oh, I, so yes. then you end up then you end up having to make it overstepping. Bigger, I, yes. I called it a I called it a two-week aggregate adjustment. It's uh, kind of yes. what I did. I did so I did that to the Ravens on both sides of the ball. And I have a hilariously high number in this game now because <laughs> the Cardinals are not only like doing a good job of being, you know, hey, we're a little squirrely, but we they're scoring four point three points in the second half on average, guys. That is that's not good. It's almost hard to do. They had, I think they had three drives end on downs um, in the last game versus Seattle, which was a blessing because yeah. I had that teaser and it was a little sweatier than I liked. But 
Uh, Ravens are obviously a dream teaser leg, even on the road here. If you do believe this is a massive upgrade, I can wax poetic all day about what we saw last week and how good the calling, the play calling, the play sequencing, the play execution, Lamar, his reads, his, his slipperiness, what he did, even with them putting a spy on him for big parts of, you know, the, the downs where you would kind of do that sort of thing. He was just so good. Yeah. I made a I made a little bit of a case to you for he's the only person that you know wasn't resuscitated on the field last year that has a, a chance at comeback player of the year. I think you know like you'd said you talked to some people and some voters are like, hey, this is a dumb award. I'm happy to have an easy out here where we can just we can just vote for tomorrow. But even without missing time, I feel like they're in my brain. There's this weird Lamar comeback vibe narrative story because he had that MVP season and then it just wasn't as good. It was it was hard to stay up at the top for him and he did yeah. miss games over and so I love him. Uh, I know the numbers not as good as it once was, but I'm thinking about him a little bit for comeback player of yeah. the year. Um, he's if the offense looks like it did last week, this is quietly maybe this may be the best defense in the league now. Yeah. Yeah, it's kind of great up and down um, as a is a horrible defense to face. Yeah. I agree with you on this game. I think the Ravens are the vet. Uh, the, the market moved on the news that Kyler Murray was a full participant in practice. <laughs> I know you can get an eight right now. I don't know what's what's stopping Guys, me. You know what his full participation in practice was today? A couple of reps with the practice squad, guys. In a new offense, if you're not taking the ones at this point. You're not getting activated this week, I don't think. And if you're the Cardinals and you throw Kyler Murray back into the fire against the Ravens and then, oh, look, next week, the Browns? Take a deep breath. Take a deep breath. We will see Kyler Murray this year. He is coming back soon. Yeah. He will be activated before November 9th. It is very unlikely, in my opinion, that it will be this week or next week. All I really think it's. I really, really think it's the Falcons game. The Falcons. Game, I'm yeah. excited to see him. Yeah. I'm, I see what he has. Okay, so then if you have the next... if you have a if you have a Cardinals win total okay. bet, yes. it's one of those where hey they have like one win, but fuck now I'm gonna sweat this for the rest of the year. The, a problem though, since they lost James Conner, and for whatever reason Ertz they wanted the there, uh, yeah, if for whatever reason they want Earths on the air, yeah, for whatever yeah. reason they wanted Conner to be their identity, they. Their running game now is hellaciously poor. Um, and so it's all on Dobbs to make magic magic happen against this secondary. I don't and I, I don't see it happening. So the Cardinals are drawing dead here, in my opinion, pretty much any way you want to try to slice it. So yeah. then the question is if the if the Ravens, let's just do a thought experiment. The Ravens who are five and two, is that right? Mm. Five and two. Uh if they have a second consecutive blowout this week. Okay. They go home next week. They play the Seattle Seahawks. Then they get the Cleveland Browns. You could get Dobbs, Geno Smith, and PJ Walker, potentially your next three weeks. And you're the number one defense in the NFL. I think there is a very realistic. <laughs> I think there's a very realistic chance that there's going to be a four week stretch in the middle of the Ravens schedule where they're going to have, just blowouts, just ask Molly, Molly whoppings. Yes. Yes. And if you don't, if you, if you don't, if you can't visualize what that looks like, 
go back and look at the 2019 Ravens games. <laughs> like this is a team that when it's remember clicking one versus can, Miami, the week one, you remember the Rams game, the Rams yeah. game was like a snuff film. That was all. It was awful. It was awful. What is the name of that? It was eight millimeter. It was like eight millimeter. Yeah, eight Eight millimeter. millimeter? Yeah, yeah. That was kind of good. Dark. Very dark. It was. Rams, go watch some Rams Baltimore Ravens tape, man, from Sunday Night Football. I believe you said snuff film. It was. It was. It was, I, I know there were there I, were some look, there were some beatdowns like if you, that, if you that's what if we you, said we 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 yeah. often use that year yeah. as like a yes. a reference point when we're talking about MVP voting. Yes. Just, stats are great, wins are great. Yes, being a top seed is great, but man, if you can just be if you can be that video yeah. that's shared on every every day on Twitter that week every week there's like oh my god sports center is shared this is look at this amazing run where he was almost down and then he went for 60 yards like every week and that's kind of what you're going to get Lamar's going to get steam and MVP yeah. market as well oh, for sure he already, has. he already has he he, yeah. he I, I guess my general thing take thinking here is that by the time we get to Veterans Day, November, you know, whatever, 12th, 11th, 13th, I can't remember what Veterans Day is. But by the time these next three games are over for the um, the um, Ravens, I strongly suspect that Lamar will be the MVP favorite, that the Ravens will be AFC favorites, that they'll be the one seed favorite, and that uh, their power rating is going to be top in the NFL. That's sassy. And some of the reason is because the Chiefs go and play a nine a nine in the morning game next week in Germany against Germany the Dolphins. Against they might yeah. they might lose. They might lose that game. Like that's not a guaranteed win by any stretch of the imagination. And then they go on by. And so people are going to casually forget about Mahomes, casually forget about the Chiefs, and they're going to be seeing the Ravens week in, week out, just smothering these teams. And uh, they're going to sh- absolutely shoot to the top of the pile. So if you have any inclination to have anything exposure to the Ravens at any point to do anything this year, I think you need to bet it now. Um, I don't think it's a bet to win the AFC or the Super Bowl, just for clarity. Like I'm still, I'm still in prove it to me in the playoffs with my relationship with Lamar Jackson. New, um, new coordinators. It's, it's different. It's different sure. this time. It's going to be sure. fine. I'm, but I'm you, betting. I bet this yeah. eight. I'm going to tease it as well. Yeah. I'm likely yeah. going to add some first half on game day. Yeah. Um, final final thought. Your point about adjusting the Ravens and 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 people, I'm sure, are thinking this like, wow, way to overact to one game against the Lions. Okay. Is not even the result of the game that I think is important. I think you can singularly isolate a handful of plays from that game where the offensive line and the defensive line for the Ravens were physically overpowering. The Lions beating the shit out of a good offensive line, beating the shit out of good being and, and like, like, literally, like, I okay. When 2019 Lamar Jackson won MVP, he was behind an all time offensive line. Ronnie Stanley was an all pro, Marshall Yonda was a future Hall of Famer, every other guy on that line was a plus player, like, they were amazing, right? Since Yonda retired and Stanley's been hurt regularly it just hasn't been the same level of pass protection whatsoever and they went up against a defensive line in the lions who for what it's worth is not like all universe but they can definitely create pressure and lamar jackson had 
10 seconds to throw on third and three on their second touchdown and casually tosses to Nelson Aguilar, who's wide open in the end zone. 10 seconds is an absurd amount of time to let a play break down before you make a play, make a throw. And if basically if that unit is going to block that well in the run game, block that well in the pass game, the Ravens offense is going to be outstanding, I think. Again, especially against these lower tier teams. Now they're going to go up against the Browns and maybe the Browns defense might have something to say that's different. I mean, that that, that will be yeah. a very, very, very bellwether test for the Ravens offense, in my opinion. Mm-hmm. Um, but this week against uh, the Cardinals, I think they can pick their score. Um, and I think they have a couple of games here coming up where they're going to win by margin because their defense is going to keep their opponents under 10 and they are going to score... 20, 30, 40, whatever they feel like. And I'm just telling you, this is coming because of the schedule. Uh, I And I didn't really see this even as a rational likelihood for the Ravens this season because I just didn't believe that they were as good as they were. I didn't believe the players were as good as they were. But the fact of the matter is they've gotten through the toughest part of their schedule from a travel standpoint. They've gotten through cluster injuries to the offensive line and the defensive backfield. And now they are entering the meat of the season healthy And I, you know, as long as Lamar Jackson is out there uh, at full strength, this team is going to just truck stick some of these teams. Like there's no good, there are no good teams in the NFL, really. And the Ravens, I think, are going to make their mark in this next couple weeks. I think that's a very sound prediction. We will revisit this on the November 12th Sunday night podcast, which is Veterans Day, right? 11th is Veterans Day. 11th is, oh, sorry. The day after Veterans Day. We will revisit this take. Veterans Day weekend. Yep. All right. Sunday night did not get flexed. Um, <laughs> Although if it had, it would have been for Sam Darnold. So good thing it didn't prob- get flexed. That would have been really funny if they flexed it and then it turned out to be Sam Darnold. Uh, this is another over I played. Ooh. I, I've come to like the Chargers offense, especially in the red zone, a little more as years gone by. I think this is a gettable defense. I know the home field is almost non-existence and I'm putting, I'm putting my chips on the table again for teabag, but this is nobody has allowed more red zone trips on average besides the Cardinals. Cause they're just really horrific and, and maybe not fair to them because they've also played some really good teams. The Cardinals, Maybe, you know, maybe there's something to be said there where they've had a tough schedule too. But uh, this is not a defense I'm trusting lately. And at the same time, I saw Justin Justin Fields, Justin Herbert, make some pretty nice throws. He made some big-time plays against a way better defense. He deserved probably better in that game. I didn't think. Obviously, I had minus five. I wanted no fucking part of him having better. Like, just... Some some bad interceptions kept him from laying thirty on that team. Like that was that was a pretty decent game if you wash out the. I know you get oh hey this guy only had twenty yards rushing if you take away his eighty yard run. Like we can't do that sort of bullshit. Like the turnovers are a big problem, but it's a it's a tough defense. It's a tough place to play. This is home. I don't know, like. 46 and a half, maybe a little <laughs> higher than I would have liked. I, I, another one that I should have grabbed when it was 45 right away in the market, but I still make this like 48. Um, if they have to cross the street a hundred times, I don't care because the bears were efficient with it. Okay. Like when you, when you cross the street and it takes you four minutes to get to midfield and then you punt, it's one thing, but this team, this team seems to have a little bit figured out. 
offensively. They both have big playmaking weapons. I hate that I'm making a case for a primetime over, but that's where I'm on. Um, if you want something more fun to bet, you know, we do have our – I don't know if you can see it. I'm wearing a Profit Exchange sweatshirt. Oh, yeah. What do you got um, for them? Logo's very small. It is just – that is it. You have the two big playmaking wide receivers here. I'm just oh, okay. DJ Moore yards versus Keenan. Oh, that's fun. Um, or did I go yards or did I go receptions? I'm going to have to double check. Go to Profit Exchange and check it. I did go receptions. They're both going to be targeted a ton. Yeah. The same as la- – what would we see in the last game? We had – Hey, Adams and Moore targeted a ton. It's the same kind of thing. Go make yourself an SGP of those two, like getting eight catches each. Kind of feels like that's where we're at with these secondaries. Um, Bears offensive line is sneaky getting better. They might get Braxton back here soon. I think they can protect Badgett. I think you kind of rely on this uh, pass rush to underwhelm again for the Bolts, as it sometimes has. Basically, one crazy game for Mac, and then I haven't had a lot of nice things to say about this defense for the most part this year. So I'm on the over. Not not one of my uh, – I think my favorite play is still just Baltimore, man. I might take an alt total there or an alt spread there. It's <laughs> like, you know, I, I hate to get too influenced by recent results, but yeah, yeah. I mean, would it surprise you if Baltimore won by like 24? No, not at all. And like, I, I like a, that's where we're at with this game. We're talking about the Baltimore game again. Yeah, I, I have guys. I, I have no idea what the Bears are. I have no idea how to rate Teabag. Um, his he set the all time low in ADOT for a quarterback with twenty pass attempts. You and uh, <clears throat> it was two two point zero air yards per attempt. Two point zero. It's like you know, you know how that you know how hard it is to get back down to two if you throw a ten yard pass in the air. Yeah, you have <laughs> you to have, to you have, have to, <laughs> just negative throws. Like you have to have oh, a shit. lot. <laughs> you have to have a lot that go one in order to get your average back down to two. <laughs> and uh, yeah, I, I that might work against the Chargers. It's very tough to say. Um, I. I don't know. I couldn't look for. I couldn't look. I'm to, surprised. I'm just surprised at how yeah. many bets I have this week. When yeah. I looked at this card. A lot of games. Bat, I'm like, I'm not betting this game much. Yeah, I, I'm not betting this game. Uh, I no. well, I, I mean, I have the yeah. over, but that's. I, I won't take a side. It's hard to lay the Chargers with that many points, even yeah. against a, a team really, we don't really, consider really all tough. that good with a backup quarterback, yeah. massive injuries at running back, but getting healthier in a few spots, especially like you said, the offensive line playing better. Bears, yeah, the Bears are not horrible to watch. All of a sudden, I could not. Maybe, maybe they get. I could it, not in good. Another. Yeah, I could not in good conscience lay eight and a half points with Brandon Staley in this defense. You brought and um, yeah, the, the Chargers teaser again. Like anything that's a long teaser, I don't care if I bet the other side. I'm putting them in at least one long teaser for prosperity's sake. Mm-hmm. Like you know the the ones the ones that I like like Seattle. You get Seattle last week. I had that in a multiple teasers that was my favorite one by far it's going to go in a few this one is probably on the lower end and you brought up a good point about uh sofi like it is a road game we have to travel here for badgent but of all the places to go on the west coast you know if you had to go to seattle or san francisco like sofi is not scary no no primetime game on the road, this is probably your your number one pick, <laughs> I guess. I, yeah, I don't know. I, I have no idea how this plays out, but 
This is, yeah. this is probably middle of the pack. I'll have to look. I'll do my Friday teaser rankings. Yeah, FIU going to... Yeah, J- Jacksonville State going to score a touchdown here, or this is going to be the all-time tease? I mean, this is rough. Um, all right, let's wrap it up. Good job. Uh, we'll be back for Thursday Night Football. We will uh, try to snap our very cold streak on Thursday, on uh, primetime uh, halftime yeah. plays. I will own most of that streak because a lot of it has been... I've had positions on the game. I've been shooting for the middle. Um, and I will promise you that we'll, if we'll it be is going in with a clear it, mind, there are, no, I have the over. If there are 35 points that have already been scored, I will commit to you right now. I will not make a case to shoot for the middle and the under. I think we had the right one with the Niners, man. Oh, definitely. We did. Good job. with. I mean, just again, hat tip yes. to Flores for putting together that scheme. Yeah. I, I mean, until the final t- interception, did you think the Niners were going to lose that game? <laughs> No, I'm really pretty sure they were going to win. <laughs> I thought they were going to win for sure. Yes, touchdown. Thank God. Finally. Touchdown Cox. Are they the Cox too? Yeah, Game Cox, yeah. <clears throat> Game Cox, Jacksonville State. Yep. All right. A lot of lot of lot of lot of tea bag and Game Cox talk tonight, but that's fun. Um all right guys, best of luck. Oh, secret pod play. Browns of team total under 19 and a half. Let's let's do the Browns team total right. under. I, I think go, that one's the strongest. We'll go, uh, NBA zigzag theory from a team that just scored like 40 points. Um Fun fact about Jacksonville State, Drew. It's in Alabama. Yes, I knew this. Uh, and also, they're ineligible for a bowl, even though this is going to be their seventh win of they're the year. So which good, is yeah. They, they absolute, absolutely criminal right nonsense. Criminal appreciate, nonsense by the NCAA. Appreciate you guys in the chat. You're on top of it tonight. You did a really good job. Hit the thumbs up if you could on the way out. If you're not subscribed, please subscribe. If you listen to this in podcast form. Go leave a five-star review. Um, obviously, have a good week. Good luck. Win all your bets. If you need any of the links to any of the sponsors, they are in the show notes, and we'll be back tomorrow night, Thursday. First Thursday night football. Sorry, didn't mean to cut you off. I cannot wait to tell you guys about the other ball I just went down for the last like hour. Oh, I'm dying to know. Is it about Super Bowl 16 and how unwatchable it was between the uh, no. Niners and the Bengals? Both of those scores. Oh my god. Oh man, it was 20 to nothing. Well, it was.